Hi, I'm Siobhan Hunt, and this is Kindling Conversation, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. Just a quick note before we get into the next episode. If you haven't already, I'd love you to rate and review Kindling Conversation wherever you get your podcasts, or if you enjoy the episode, share it with your friends. All right, thank you, and on with the show. When your child throws a tantrum, fights with their sibling, or is deliberately ignoring you, what you say probably depends on your approach to parenting. Do you believe in tough love, putting them in timeouts, taking away toys, or is yelling okay? Or you may believe in a more empathetic approach, trying to understand what brought on the behavior, and then you're left wondering how to make sure they still know when it's unacceptable. Heather Turgeon and Julie Wright believe they have discovered the way to balance these two often conflicting parenting styles. They are co-authors of Now Say This, the right words to solve every parenting dilemma. And while it might sound like a bold promise to make, there is a method behind this statement. Heather and Julie join us on the phone now from LA. Hi, Heather. Julie, how are you? Great. Thanks for having us. Great. Thank you. So, Heather, why do you think parents struggle to find the right words in situations where you know, a child might be having a meltdown or they might be fighting with a sibling. Why do we struggle to find the words? I think we struggle in part because we don't like to see our kids suffer. And it can be really, you know, if we're having a frustrated moment, if we're flooded with emotion, if we're if we're not thinking clearly or if we were having a, a bad day or just our well of patience is running low, then it's, you know, it's really hard to just be with your child when they're, when they're struggling. And a lot of these difficult moments like tantrums or sibling conflicts are really normal, natural, either sort of invitations for learning. But when we see, when we react quickly and with a knee jerk reaction to just make it go away, I think that that, that panic or I need to fix it, I need to make this stop is what makes it hard to to find the words. Um, so our automatic, you know, stress response maybe gets in the way of us pausing and um, and allowing something to be okay for a minute before we choose the words to you know address the problem. Sometimes I feel like um, where I know that I need to be with my kids, I know that side of things and understand where they're at with that particular reaction. But I've read so much. I've listened to so many experts. And then I'm like, oh, no, am I being permissive if I use these words? Or should I maybe say it another way? Have I let them get away with too much? Do you think that there are some parents who might be aware that, yes, we need to be more empathetic, but just don't know how to set the boundaries anymore? Well, that's what I love about ALP, the approach that we outline in this book. It's a three-step approach, the first step being to attune or empathize, but the second step being to state a limit. And that's where you know boundaries and family agreements and high expectations and rules come in because that's the part of you know, that's a part of parenting. That's a part of helping our children understand that the world has, you know, that it makes sense and that there are boundaries and there are rules and we need to get through the day. And there are just realities that we're trying to, you know, teach our children. 
And so the second step is setting limits. And the third step is to problem solve. <clears throat> and all these steps are really important. They don't have, they're not mutually exclusive. We can do both in a really empathic but clear way, both at once. Julie, do you think that people are confused about the word discipline and what it means? I do think some are. It's a great question. Um, if we look at the root of the word, it actually means to, to guide or to teach. And so even though when we hear the word discipline, it usually sounds sort of like punish or reprimand your kids, it really doesn't. So it's, it's not a bad word if you know what it means. Um, and we do encourage parents. Um, one of the main goals of our approach is to see difficult moments as opportunities for teaching and learning. Children come into the world not knowing a lot of things and not having the emotional regulation to deal with a lot of the big feelings that they have. So every time they have a difficult moment, there's so much that we can do to teach them. And when we come to them as a teacher or a guide, or sometimes it even feels like a coach, they feel like we're there to help. They feel like we're on their side and we really do want to help them solve their dilemma. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Heather Turgeon and Julie Wright. They're the authors of Now Say This, The Right Words to Solve Every Parenting Dilemma. And um, this this book is based on uh, a approach, an approach that the these two ladies have put together. It's called uh, the ALP model, which Heather did just touch upon, but we will get to that in a moment. Um, what we are talking about, I guess, is the lay of the land before you even need to use the ALP model. And that is when your children might be having a meltdown, when they're fighting with their siblings, when they're basically um, not behaving quite the way you might like them to. Julie, I know in your book you say we need to understand who children are and where they're coming from before we can even understand that situation. What are the basic traits um, that our children have that we need to understand and embrace? The, the, the things that we need to understand start with things like our children's individual temperament, so knowing your child, knowing what help they might need from you based on their temperament also based on their age, also based on what they've been through that day or the night before, based on what the situation is, and, and based on what you know about them. So there's so many things to take into consideration when you're trying to figure out why they're having the meltdown or why they're refusing to do something. And knowing more about child development and having having some help with Finding that empathy goes a long way toward keeping yourself calm enough to even, you know, start to do the attuned step where you, you, you lead with understanding and curiosity about what's underneath that obvious behavior that you see on the surface. And one of the things I think you mentioned, which I really love, is that children innately want to help us. They're not, they're not trying to upset us, which can feel that way <laughs> when you're, you know, running out the door and it's 15 minutes till the school bell rings and they haven't, you know, done the things you've asked them to. Um, can you talk to me a little bit, um, Julie, about that premise of children do actually want to, to 
help us. They're not trying to um, be difficult and why that's important for us to embrace. Yes, we know that children, we, we say in the book, children are built for good. And what that means in that sense is that they really do want us to see them as capable and they do really want to be part of the family and they do want to be an important member of the family and they want to be, um, they want to be kind and they want to be helpful. And when we, when we believe that and we tap into that and we, we help that innate quality in them grow rather than try to shape and mold and control them from the outside, um, they feel it. It's sometimes really hard because they, they're not acting like there's a kernel of good in them at all at sometimes. But if we approach them with that belief, they start to believe it in themselves and they start to see that a lot of the things they're doing, they don't need to do because we're really there to help them. They don't, we don't need to be on opposite sides and be in sort of a fighting stance. We can actually work together to help them understand what they're feeling, to help them get through the storm of their emotions and to help them learn from, from each incident that happens. Now, I don't want to give too much away because obviously your book has um, a lot of specific examples of how to apply the ALP model. But Heather, could you, before I let you, you both go, could you maybe give us an example, a practical example? And I'm going to give you one because, um, you know, it's one of the benefits of being a host of a show. I could give you one of my problems to solve. Um, let's just say, uh, I think sibling rivalry is something that a lot of parents might struggle with and they can be over the most inane things. So I'll give you a situation, Heather, and if you can maybe talk us through how you would apply the ALP model to it. Let's, um, there's a six-year-old and a four-year-old, you know, just saying it's a hypothetical age and, um, they're fighting over a toy that you don't know as a parent who it belongs to. One says it's theirs, the other says it's theirs. They've got so many toys you don't know who who actually owns that toy. And the fighting has escalated to a point where one of them has hit the other, the other one's hit back, they're both in tears. What do you do in that situation using that ALP approach? Okay, that's a great that's a great question and a great example because it really illustrates a lot of the steps of ALP and also sibling conflict, like you're saying, is so common. And um, the first step, we add a pre-step to when there's a safety issue, which is when somebody might be, you know, about to get hurt or is getting hurt. The safety step is you just you you want to step in and make sure everybody's safe. So in maybe it's going to mean putting your hand in between two bodies that are, you know, hurting each other and maybe taking a breather until everybody's, you make sure that everybody's at least calm enough to think for a second and, and to make sure that no one's going to get hurt. So the safety step is first. And then the beauty of attuning, limit setting and problem solving with siblings is that you are not, at, especially at the age of six and four, you don't necessarily want to do it for them. You want to prompt them to do it with each other. So for the first step would be to attune to what's going on between them, which is what we call this one of the techniques that we use in this instance is the sports caster. So imagine you're a sports caster and you're just simply stating what's happening between them. So, you know, um, it looks like 
I, you know, I saw somebody's body got hurt. I'm hearing your voice saying that she took your toy. Um, you just kind of narrate what you see in front of you. And it helps everybody kind of regroup and calm down for a second. And then it's great if the siblings can attune to each other. You might prompt them to say, you know, can you check in with her? It seems like she's having a feeling. That's a way of getting them to attune to each other. Um, you want to help them limit set with each other. So can you make your request in a, in a specific way? Can you tell her what you're trying to say? Um, you know, maybe it's that you took my toy or I didn't like it when you said that, or please give me some space. So you're going to prompt them to give their own limits to each other. And then what I love to do at the end of that kind of thing is you've gathered the information, you've sportscasted, you've, you know, got the information out there. And then the, the best part about it is that you say, hmm, I see what's going on here. Now, can you guys come up with a plan? Because in that way, you're not fixing it for them. And you're going to see if they can come up with a solution on their own. And, you know, maybe the first time it doesn't work. But over time, if you practice that kind of language with them, they get so much better at problem solving together because they have your support, but you're not swooping in and solving it for them. You're, you're really saying, I trust you. I, I bet you guys can come up with your own solution. And I, I'm here to support you if you need help. I love that. I mean, it sounds like um, a, very much something we have to accept as a work in progress and not just get frustrated every time they fight. Um, but uh, I, I, for one, um, think that the, the book's fantastic and it's a really interesting way to look at um, how to solve these every day, every hour <laughs> issues that parents face. Heather and Julie, thank you so much for speaking with me today. Thank you for having us. That was Heather Turgeon and Julie Wright, authors of Now Say This, The Right Words to Solve Every Parenting Dilemma.